Welcome to the Post Sunday Podcast, presented by Genesis Church. A place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. It's not just enough to know of God, we want you to know Him. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, it's time to rethink life the way God intended. This is the Genesis Post Sunday Podcast. What is going on, all post-Sunday podcasters? I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Sierra, along with my co-host, Pastor Tim Grandstaff. What is up, my man? You are not ready for today. Why? It's, it's, today is the day. Today is the day. Today you have a giveaway. Yes. Today we got a lot of content. Yes, we do. So those listening, watching, like... You're not ready. It's going to be it's gonna Better be, be awesome. ready. Yes. Today, today's fire. Today's it's going to be good, Let's man. Go. I'm looking forward to today. We're on episode 19. Um, but let me not get ahead of myself. This is exciting. Um, but anyways, man, if you guys are with us, thank you for tuning in. Uh, wherever you prefer to tune in, we are now not only on Spotify and iTunes, but we are in YouTube. Let's go. Hey, don't sleep. We're on TikTok as well. Well, I don't, I don't have a TikTok account though. <laughs> so you sent me the TikTok and you're like, yeah. look at this. And then it didn't open because it, it was asking me to like yep. create an account. And I was like, nah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not good. there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people are. Yeah. So let's let's use hey, it. postsunday.podcast. So you guys can if you if you're Gotta interested. Have the dot in there. Yeah, it's uh, you know, some I don't know who took I don't know. We gotta look for that. We gotta look for that individual that took okay. post Sunday podcast, That's the full right. thing. On all platforms. Yes. We're still on Twitch. But I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So let's not worry well, about that. Yeah, one. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Unless we're like doing like sword fighting or Twitter? something like Twitter. We we, 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 we gotta jump we, on that. We gotta add that. You're a Twitter guy. Yeah, I use Twitter more than yeah. anything else. Yeah. We'll see. We'll work, man. We're we're gradually getting there. Um I'm really excited about YouTube and just having that um kind of that other spectrum of audience so that's yeah. cool being ad- able to add uh, the visuals to this um i know my wife loves it uh, just because she wants to see my face all the time so i love you baby <laughs> listen hey listen i am not she is a follower she loves this thing uh, she's a but fan she told me it's the content that i deliver <laughs> said the host is fine i <laughs> uh, love her shout out to her uh shout out to uh just uh our, our loyals man um i haven't checked full numbers but i know we're up to like about 30 subscribers on youtube so that's fantastic okay we've only been up for two weeks gosh, two weeks okay so that's great but uh, if you're new with us um yes we we uh we're a Christian podcast. We're, we stem out of Genesis Church Orlando. Uh, we have been in a never-ending story series. And what this has literally been is we've just been breaking down the Bible from Genesis all the way down through the entire year. As we wrap up the year, we'll be in Revelation. And yeah. so um, we're breaking things down. Obviously, we can't get through everything, but this podcast was birthed through that. Um, just really trying to give people more content and more more detailed Content, more awareness, um, kind of answer some things, applications, all that. So this is what this podcast is really for. But um, with that, you know, guys, you welcome to follow us on a lot of different platforms, like we mentioned: Instagram at Post Sunday Podcast, TikTok Post Sunday Podcast, and also to on YouTube at Post Sunday Podcast. 
as well. So all those platforms, you can join us. But this all really comes about from our um, website. So genesischurchorlando.com backslash the neverending story. We've got a lot of resources there available for you to follow through with us and be a part of what we're doing. Um, and if you got some time on a Sunday, come check us out. You're in town. Yeah. You're on vacation. Check us out. You're at Disney, Universal, yep. SeaWorld. We are in the vacation capital of the world. We are. So come get some church yep. while you're in town. Come see what's happening. And as you said, you don't have to go to Genesis to listen to this podcast. Yeah, bro. So when people hear that, I don't want them to think like, well, because I don't go to this church, this podcast isn't for me. This podcast is to help you go deeper into the stories of God. Yep. So all you have to do is know of the story. You don't even have to know of the story, but want to know of the story, read the story, then come here yeah. and let us unpack it on all different levels. And today, like I said, yeah. this is post church at the beach. So for anybody that's listening or watching has no idea. We go to the beach every year. Yeah. It's the beauty of being in Orlando close to Coco. And we just got done. 600 people drove Crazy. out there. 45, 50 minute drive. Yep. 57 people got baptized. Man. God is doing some really yeah. cool and amazing things. And because of it, we didn't get to have our normal gathering. Yeah. So therefore, today, we get to unpack a lot about the story. Yeah, we do. That we yeah. didn't get time to do yesterday, even though we did a pre-video on our YouTube channel. Yeah. And as we said earlier, when you subscribe yep. to the YouTube channel, when you hit that subscribe button, there's that little bell that shows up yep. next. And if you hover over that bell and you click it, then it sends you a notification every time we upload yeah. So you know exactly when it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys are able to get the content right when it releases. And so, yeah, be on top of that. Uh, and FYI, like you said, we uh, the message, we were at the baptisms this week. So go to youtube.com backslash Genesis Church Orlando. You'll be able to view uh, Pastor Tim, the message that he brought for, our, for Sunday. Um, as we were at the beach, we were able to continue yeah, pre-recorded, upload it so that those following with us get that piece. Yep. But today we get to unpack it because the video didn't allow further. that but much we've been, we Man, I'll tell you, we get a lot of uh, just different situations of people. Uh, you sent me a text on Saturday uh, from an individual. He says, I haven't been able to get to church last two weeks, but the podcasts have been so awesome and encouraging on my drives back and forth. So pow some powerful stuff. Yeah. That's good, man. We're getting lots of yeah. comments. Big I was time. talking with someone yesterday at the beach who said, I am loving this podcast. It is helping me learn. Yep. And she said, I actually get upset when it's over because I have to wait another week for the next episode. <laughs> she goes, I don't want to wait. Awesome? I want you guys to do a, a few a week. Oh, and so I was good. like, "That that's great to know. Wow. So thank you for that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Not just happening at so our good. church, though, like last week, yep. happening just people online and people from other states that are checking in. So yeah. however God wants to use this. Yeah, we were this. at uh, some of the uh, the grilling station. One of the grilling stations, Alexis and I ran into uh, one one of the ladies. I, I, I can't get her name. I forgot. But she said, oh, I'm loving the podcast. I do podcasts as well. Uh, I, you know, I, is there certain things that I can help you guys with? And, and so it's just awesome, man, to being able to just to really, uh, connect with people through a lot of different ways, whether they're, uh, podcasters or whether they're not like, they're just, they're enjoying whatever content yeah. is being sent out there. So 
you guys who have been with us the last few weeks, we brought a YouTube contest to you. And uh, I think we got a winner. Let's go. <laughs> so, Drum uh, roll, like yeah, the whole nine yeah, yards right it. now. Like, uh, no, we got a winner. And uh, basically, it was just subscribe, like, and share. Uh, very simple. So, I want to uh, announce uh, Charlene Styles. Charlene Styles. Winner. Uh, winner, winner. Winner of our first. First winner. Post Sunday podcast YouTube it's contest. A historic moment, right? It now. is. It is. Charlene. So all you got to do, Charlene, is uh, just um, send us an email at postsundaypodcast at gmail.com and we'll get we'll get to you and um, we'll get we'll get some information, get you out over a gift card and uh, bless you. Awesome. Thank you for for being a part of what we're doing. So this is this is super exciting. We'll have many more as we go, and as you promised, we're gonna get some merch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding you to that, man. <laughs> All right. I want some good merch. We're gonna figure it out. Yes, we're gonna do this. So we need Eddie, we need sponsors. You we know, do. If we had sponsors, we, then we could get the merch. <laughs> we'll get there. It's going to happen. Listen, eventually. man. We'll hey, that, let's toss it out there in faith, right? Let's put it out. Let's put it out. <laughs> Listen, if you are looking for any sponsorship opportunities, we are here. We, we are, here. are. Yeah. Your Pastor, Pastor Tim and I, we work out. We, so we, if someone's can, coming out with some nutrition <laughs> products, we'll give that a try for you. Listen, we're. <laughs> 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 we probably need to put some parameters on what we sponsor on this podcast. So, yeah, yeah. you know, there's got to be a filter. We'll figure that out along the way. Yeah. Our you know. people will, will contact you or you contact our people. They'll contact you back. Which so. is Alexis. Yeah. <laughs> Producer. Exactly. Oh, All man. Right. Are let's, we going to jump into the story? Let's do this. All let's of our listeners this. and watchers are like, can we just get, can we just get to the Bible? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. That's no, we need I feel you. I feel you. Uh, so episode 19, as we specified, um, now we are jumping into the book of numbers. So, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Growing up, numbers was not the, the most attractive book for me. <laughs> it, so, it was, it didn't catch my eye too much. For a lot of people yeah. listening and watching, mm -hmm. that's probably more so than not. Yeah. And therefore the beauty of it is we're not really going through the book of numbers as we yeah, said when we yeah. started this adventure at our church we're going through the story of god in a year genesis to revelation so we can't hit every book we can't hit every chapter we can't hit every story so there's going to be moments where like it's i mean we spent you know what was it i think 14 or 16 weeks in genesis alone and then we get into exodus for about four and now we're starting to jump books and kind of yeah. skip through a little bit and that's going to happen inevitably but the story in numbers that we go to is still part of the israel story out of exodus yeah moses is the author he's written the first five books of the bible so the the, the torah all these five books uh talk about the Exodus, it talks about who God is. It talks about getting up to this point. It talks about the laws, the commands, the instructions, the festivals, the sacrifices, all these things that the people needed to know. And really, back up for a moment, that's what Mount Sinai was, right? Mm, yep. It's not just the Ten Commandments. There are 613 different commandments. For all those listening, I just want to say this because we don't have time for this today. No one was to keep all 613 commandments. And so someone's going to inevitably go, well, what are you talking about then? Are you saying that like I'm allowed to sin? No, there were certain commandments for certain people. There were commandments for priests, commandments for kings, commandments for men, commandments for women, commandments for Israel, commandments for the foreigner, mm -hmm. 
coming into the body or into the family of Israel. So you have to, you see, like pick through, not pick, but weed through to understand more of that aspect of it. But what I would say about the Ten Commandments real quick is that remember the first four are like ver- are, are vertical, mm-hmm. your relationship with God. The, the others are real first five. The other five are horizontal. And remember, God is implementing a way to live for a people now that have no land, no home. They've been in captivity in Egypt. He's bringing them out, taking them to this promised land. And so like when you get thou shalt not kill, that is really to honor life. Thou shalt not commit adultery. That's to honor family. Thou shalt not steal. That's to honor possessions. Thou shalt not covet. That's to not have the desire to want something so bad that someone else has Mm. that you would eventually steal, kill, commit adultery because you want someone else's wife, you want someone else's land, you want someone else's whatever. So the commandments are God instituting, as we have said, a better way to live. Mm. And if you can see it through that perspective, then you receive the instructions and the commandments of God. But in Numbers, we find out that these people... (laughs) are like a bunch of us. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true, man. And so we start off right at the Numbers 13. And so here we are, it says, send men, Numbers, thir- Numbers 13, 1 through 2, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. For each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, every once, everyone a chief among them. So here we are, basically now Moses is telling them, Let's, let's go ahead. Let's check this land out. And this is the land in Genesis 12. Yeah. As we've said, that God promised Abraham. Yeah. I will give your descendants this land. So this is, as that threat is happening, we're seeing God do what God promises he will do. Mm-hmm. And this is part of that story we've been on this adventure towards. I will, Abraham, through you, not only bless the world with Jesus the Savior, I will bring your descendants out and I will give them a promised land. And so the people of Israel have been waiting in anticipation, not only for this to happen, think about the groaning in Egypt. Mm. It's because, wait, we were promised to be be in a land given to us by God and here we are in captivity and slavery. Wow. So you would think at the, at the onset of this story that we're going to look at today, there would be an overwhelming appreciation for the fact that God is doing what he said he would do and he's taking them to the very place he promised to take them. And so the story starts out here. They can see in the sense of into the promised land from their perspective, they haven't gotten into it. Yeah. And Moses says, give me a leader, give me a person from each of the 12 tribes and I'm going to send them in as a spies. And I want them to go North, South, East, West, all over the land. And I want them to bring back a report of what they see what they've experienced, what they've encountered before we enter into the promised land. Yeah. And so Numbers 13, 27 through 29, and they told him, we came to the land to which you sent us. So now he sent over, he sent over the spies. It flows with milk and honey, and this, is, um, and this is its fruits. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong. And the cities are fortified and they're very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. So let's just park for a second. Yeah. Because there's a lot of little things in this for those that are listening. If you've been with us in this adventure, then 
there's there's certain aspects of this like the place they go one of the places hebron that's the place where abraham's been buried so this is just this these connecting little threads back to this promise that God made even to Abraham. The 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 place where they gather this fruit, these grapes, is 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 a place named for that. Uh, you know, Eshkol. It's it means cluster. It, mm. it, so they're bringing back even fruit from the very place that Abraham's wow. body has been laid, which is this great connection. Which you would think immediately they would be like, God is doing what God promised to do. He promised Abraham, our forefather, that his descendants would enter this land. So they're there. They're there where his body is, and they're bringing this back. But he sends in 12, and 10 come back with a totally different report. And their report is that this land is too fortified, the people are too strong, and then they're the descendants of, of Anak, which um, has a a. a correlation back to Genesis chapter 6 which is the Nephilim or the Nephilim depending on how you want to translate that which are the giants in the land in Genesis 6 and we we won't unpack all this today but where it says that you know the, the fallen angels had had sexual relations with the women and this is part of the evil that is so great on the earth that that not only have they swayed the 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 women they they have infiltrated the people group they're producing offspring now can we answer all of this i'm just going to tell you no like you just mm. can't there's just certain aspects of the bible you can't get an answer completely for but we know that this is part of why god says the world is so evil i wish i wouldn't have made it wow. so that the hearts of the people are continually evil it says back in Genesis chapter six, uh, the story of Noah. And so they're now reporting, we've seen descendants of these giants, which automatically, if, if you know the story, should send off a bunch of just warning signs that the, their statement can't be true because we know the entire world was wiped out at Noah with the flood, yeah. except for Noah and his descendants. But obviously they're seeing such large people they're now interpreting that to be that even these descendants are here type of a deal. Mm -hmm. But this is how outrageous their claim is that they bring back to Moses and the people. Wow, that's crazy. And so, but here we are, and Caleb, in Numbers 13, 30, he says, But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are able to overcome it. So there was some negative negativity in the reports. 10 out of the 12, all right? Caleb was one of the two that was basically saying, listen, we we need, we, you're bringing all this negativity. You're bringing what we can't do. You're bringing all this stuff. This is what we can do, yeah. right? Uh, we are able to overcome it. In Numbers 13, 31, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are. Yeah, that's, right? the that's, that's the, that's the negativity back. that's coming back towards him, right? And so you went on to say, a seeing faith beholds the real world with all its problems, but interprets the world with a steadfast confidence in God. Yeah, so you, it's crazy how you can have a scenario and two different people can come to two different conclusions mm. on the scenario. Let's talk about how we work here at the church, our staff. What do we often say? We don't live in the can't do. 
it's so easy when you're a a church that doesn't own its own facility, doesn't own its own land, you know, doesn't have all these things 13 years in that other churches do to just sit back and go, we can't do that. Yeah. Or we can ask the question, how can we do that? How can we pull off Easter? You know, when we can't fit everybody in the facility that we currently rent from. So let's go get a bigger facility and let's spend a whole day before prepping that facility to have Easter services. Wow. We we can't, you know, do baptism this way. Oh, but we could go out to the beach yeah. and everybody come with us. Let's go. And we have food and we have worship on a flatbed trailer and we have a service at the beach <laughs> and and we can baptize a yeah. whole lot more people than we could inside the facility. So you just inevitably have those people. You have the can't do's and you have the can do's. And we constantly talk about let's live in the can do. It it may take creativity. You know, well, we don't have the finances to do it. Mm. Well, what if you didn't have any, how could you still pull it off? Right? Like those are all the questions we're constantly asking that we would say is at the heart of a church planner, right? How can we get this done? Because there is a way. And now you have 10 spies. This can't be done. We can't go into the land. They're too big. They're too strong. There's no way. Now, let's just take the right perspective. God has been with them (laughs) the whole time. And when they were facing the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army, God said, just be still. I got this. So here we are again, another battle, the the battle of Amalek, you know, with Mm -hmm. Joshua and, and Moses. They win that battle. Now they look at this land and they're, they're, they're crying and complaining, we can't win this one. Like, at what point do you realize you have God with you in a way That's crazy. some of us wish we could have God with us, yeah. like visually, right? Obviously, we know he's with us, miraculously. And you keep coming to the same conclusion that you can't overcome this and you can't get through this, yet That's- Caleb and Joshua are like, we can. Yeah, it's it's baffling, man. At this point, it's just like, what is going on here, man? You know. But you you brought in a real faith. Under that, you know, is has a a spirit of optimism. There's a confidence in God that transcends any obstacle, right? And so that's where real faith really comes in. And then you compared it to a contrast of lack of faith. Lack of faith brings in a spirit of fear and complains and wants the outcome to bend to their desire. And I, 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 you see those two contrasts. And like you said, man, perfectly, uh, as a, a church, uh, the way that we are and the way that we're, we're built currently right now, we, we have to always look through a different lens, you know, than, than, than maybe, uh, you know, a normal church would and have, uh, the ability or some of the resources that they do. We got to be creative. We got to really look at things a little bit differently through some different angles. Um, and that's where Caleb is really looking at things through different angles and through a different lens. Like, man, God, if you did it there, this is, you know, I, I see it almost like a math equation as he's putting it in his mind. It, you, all this is adding up to this you're going to continue to add it and it's all going to make sense in the end, right? Like there's, it almost seems like there's an aha moment for, for Caleb. Like this is, this is, this is, this is what God does is how he does it. So you teed it up perfectly. The aha moment. 
here's the piece of the story. If you've been with us, and if you haven't, just dive in, right? Mm-hmm. Caleb, we don't know a whole lot about. We know a lot more about Joshua. Mm-hmm. We, we know that Joshua is more of like a disciple of Moses. Joshua fights the battle of Amalek. Joshua gets to go halfway up the mountain when Moses goes up to the Ten Commandments. Joshua is the one that will lead the people into yeah. the promised land, kind of take that baton. We don't know as much about Caleb other than what we get right here. Mm. And one of the pieces we get is that Caleb is from the tribe of Judah. Okay? So let's make a connection if you've been with us in the Neverending Story. Oh, yeah. And this is so good. Ready? Caleb, obviously, is the descendant of Judah, the brother of Joseph, who comes up with the plan to sell Joseph. Okay. And it says, you know, some brothers are like, we're, you know, maybe we'll kill him. He says, we can't kill him. We don't want his blood on our hands. Yeah. And it says, and they listened to him. So this is that multi-generational piece, right? Something shows that Judah had leadership in him because the other brothers listened to him. Mm. Caleb generations later shows up and now he's speaking with that same authority yeah. that that that's in him, that's wired in him, because this yeah. is like in their family. They're they're just they're just these types of people. However, he's going the complete opposite way. His brother is influencing them to do something wrong. And now, generations later, one of his descendants is trying to influence the people to trust God wow. and follow him. Wow. Joseph, I mean, Joseph's son, one of the 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 twelve tribes. Ephraim, yeah. Joshua's from that, from that that tribe, from that descendant. So now you have Joseph, and you know his story and how he leads. And now you see Joshua becoming that leader. That's so this crazy. is where, like, when it's in you, yeah. it can be used for good or for bad. But it's in you. And the reason it's in you is because it is going to go down through the generations. So when we're parents wow. going, well, I don't want my kids to be like me. Oh, they're going to be like you. They're always going to be like you. It's just, are they going to go in the same direction you did? Or are they going to go in a different direction that maybe God wants them to, right? And so here you have both of these people, and they're like, we can do this. We can do this. There there isn't a can't about this, as you just said, because we have God on our side. We've seen him do this. And, And yet, what infiltrates the people? The nation of Israel the negative report. Yeah. Right. And so it tells them that in, in numbers 14, all the congregation raised a loud cry and they wept that night. So the story begins with crying out to God in Egypt. Now we get to the part of the story and they're crying again, except for they're not crying for God to help them. They're crying. They're weeping because they don't think that God is going to help them. Wow. Like we're on a complete upside down trajectory of where this whole thing should be. Yeah. And it says the people grumbled against Moses and they said to one another, let us choose a leader, listen to this, to go back to Egypt. Wow. As I say in my house, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing, people? Oh, my gosh. Back and forth, man. Yeah, back and forth. And so, again, like we were saying, they're comparing and contrasting a lot. The, the ability to have the real faith and, and then compared to the lack of faith. And so in, in Numbers, as we continue on, Numbers 14, 8 through 10, here is Caleb and Joshua saying, If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. 
Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Right? And so their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. So then all the congregation said, said, said to stone them with stones. <laughs> but the glory of the Lord appeared and at the tent of meeting to all the people of Israel. Yeah, small connection. Here, I know here, we're jumping. This is yeah. Moses and Aaron yeah. that they're talking to. Yeah. And we were talking about this earlier before we even got on the podcast. Think about the story. Think about where we're at in the story. Now the people, they want a new leader, and they're willing to even stone Moses and Aaron. We know how hard leadership is, right? We know often we have to do things we don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, we know that we're trying to do our best and we don't, you know, sometimes we succeed and sometimes we fail. We know what it's like when people get upset and they wish we were something else or did something better or did something more correct. We, we carry that with us as leaders yeah. all the time. Can you imagine Moses, like all that he's done at the age in which he is, let's not forget how old he is leading these people out, going before Pharaoh, pleading on their behalf before God. And now they look at him and go, we don't want you to be our leader. As a matter of fact, we not only don't want you to be our leader, we're going to pick up rocks and throw them at you till it kills you. Like the hatred that has come inside of them. Why does that exist? That's the question. If you're reading the text, why? Because they're not getting their way. And how many times do we deal with people that when they don't get their way, they want a new leader and they don't really care what happens to the one that they don't like anymore. You know, we were talking like I coached my son in basketball, you know, and, and got that joy, but to, to deal with parents and then, you know, even playing sports growing up when our kids don't get the playing time, we think they deserve what happens. We start, grumbling, complaining, and eventually trying to get a new coach or the coach removed or something like that. Uh, we don't like our boss at work. So we will grumble and complain to as many coworkers as possible, hoping to get our overseer, you know, removed. We, it's in us to, when we don't get our way to go find the person that will bend towards our desire. We, we don't like the pastor of the church because he's not doing the things we think he should be doing for us. Therefore, we want him voted out or removed, and we want a new one in that's really a puppet that will just do everything we want them to yeah. do. And so we say often, a good leader takes you where you need to go, not where you want to go. And Moses is taking the people where they need to go, not where they want to go. Therefore, now they're upset with him. Yeah. They want to go back to Egypt. They want to go Think back to this. comfort. Think of this. Yeah, like back what's to, the comfort? Exactly though. Like, but in their head, they're like, they you, there's there's this the, it, 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 this belief uh, ends up deceiving you to a point where like now you you believe that in the misery there was something better than than me applying my faith than. Me uh, having to not have the answer to something, I, I rather have the answer to something or n have familiarity in my life with something I've been through rather than take steps of faith. 
And I mean, that just, that just speaks volumes to our life. We rather sit in, 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 in what seems to be um, uh, comfortable, but it's, it's, it, it's an addiction that's wrapped itself around us rather than stepping into freedom that requires a, uh, a faith and uncertainty um, and, and, and things you don't have answers for, but you know it, it, it brings this freedom and you, it's just this is disillusion. Like, and that's, it's, that's where these Israelites are at this moment. It's like you've literally, like you said, you've seen the hand of God move so much in your life, and yet you want to go back to what you thought was comfort because you're afraid to go to, uh, to take a ne- the next step of uncertainty. So people are giving up, you know, eternal hope and promise. Because that's what God has waiting for them, for temporary comfort. Crazy man, we do this all the time. Yeah, you just you just clarified it in such a great way of temporary comfort for someone on addiction or mm. substance or in a the wrong relationship, because for the moment, whatever it is that I participate with or consume takes away yeah. the pain, the hurt. Uh, it allows me to 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 clear my mind, to forget for a moment, but it comes right back. Yeah, because it's a temporary comfort, but you're going to get long lasting pain. Yeah, versus eternal hope and promise, and freedom from all those things doesn't mean it, it that you always find comfort. Yeah, but you get the freedom, which is much better than being trapped in the bondage to this temporary thing that you yeah. keep returning back to. And that is what we keep having. How can these people keep saying, let's go back to Egypt when they know where they came from and they were crying out to God, please come rescue us. Please send a savior. Where's the promise that you gave us? He begins to implement that and they still reject it. It shows the frailty of their faith. And as we've said, we're not called to live by blind faith. Yeah. That phrase you don't find in scripture. Now people will relate it to walk by faith, not by sight, but that is walking by faith means I look at things differently through the eyes of my faith. They weren't asked the nation of Israel to blindly go into the promised land. They were asked to send 12 spies to spy the land out, to assess it, to see the real problems, the real circumstances, the real situations they'd be up against, but to see it as Caleb and Joshua did through the eyes of my God is bigger than all of this. My God can overcome this. My God did it in Egypt. My God has been doing it in the wilderness. My guy did it with a with a big sea in front of us. My God can overcome these taller, giant-looking people and these fortified cities. Like you're either living in that my God moment or your faith is so frail. Every time you find a new circumstance or situation or obstacle, you cower and you run back to your temporary comfort. Yeah. Yeah. And so disbelief leads to disobedience, which leads to a distance we don't want from God. It's disbelief leads to that disobedience. And what does that do? It just distances us further from God, further from what he desires, further from his heart, further from his plan for us. And the closer my, the, the more I 
have this disbelief, the closer I'm getting to that side of the spectrum rather than getting closer to what God desires, right? It's it's, it's a it's a two-way street. You're either you're either following your beliefs and what you want for your life and r- running and governing your own life the way you want or you're letting God run uh lead you trusting by faith letting him lead you and let him letting him govern your life and so it's it's either or you decide where you want to be and so i i love that that was a great quote that you brought up uh, on there well you got you got god now asking the question how long will they despise me mm. so we've gone from you know in exodus yeah. we looked at the fact that god says how long will they disobey me wow now god's asking how long will they despise me so I have a really hard time with this whole new progressive concept of deconstructing my faith, right? Because that term alone means your faith was frail to begin with because it was based on some type of circumstance or situation. It wasn't based on God. Therefore, now you've allowed that doubt or that disbelief to lead you somehow to disobedience Mm. And now that disobedience is now deconstructed in such a way that you have distanced yourself from God, a place you don't want to be because it goes both ways. You want a real relationship with God and you want to experience his blessings and his promise. Then God says, surrender to me. Remember, if you do these things, Israel, then you will be my treasured possession. Mm. So there's that concept of you have to take the step of initiative as well to receive. The scriptures say, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. So you get what you ask for. And when you decide to sit in your disbelief and your doubt long enough to take you to disobedience, it eventually takes you to a distance from God you don't want to be in. Mm. Therefore, you deconstructed your faith to the point where you got yourself where you wanted to be fine and dandy, but now you're where you asked to be. Wow. And you get what you asked for in that. Yeah. And, and someone say, well, where's the grace in that? The grace has been in the whole story we've been reading. The world has been so evil. God wishes he would never have made it, but he saves one to continue his redemptive plan. Cause it's always been about the bloodline. It's always been about Genesis three to Jesus, the promised Messiah. Mm. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, it's all been about preserving the promise of God. God will do what he promises to do. How many times has Israel in the wilderness said, where is God? How will we win this battle? Where's our food? Where's our water? You know, all these things. And God has shown up time and time again in his grace and then gone, hey, these people have been disobeying me. Now they despise me. You get yourself to where you want to be eventually. And therefore, now you have to deal with the consequences. You can receive the grace and mercy of God when you come to him and you surrender under that. But when you reject that and you rebel against that and you despise that, Mm. you put yourself at a distance from God that you chose to be. Yeah, yeah. God, why am I in this position? All right, let's trace back and see what uh, what led you here, right? Yes. Um, because right away, it's 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 God's fault. I'm here. It's God that made it happen. It's like, listen, man. There's consequences. There's steps you've taken. It's a progressive thing. This didn't happen overnight, or maybe it might have. Who knows? 
But I, listen, I, I had a, a, a <laughs> professor at college used to say that he said those people that call you at two o'clock a.m. Like this is a dire moment. If you don't pick up your phone, <laughs> wake up, leave your house, and come help me, it's all over. Yeah. And you know, he's just being honest about the situation because there are moments that you do respond to that. He said more times than not, don't pick up the phone. He said because it took them way longer than they realized to get themselves here. And that phone call at two o'clock in the morning is not going to immediately get them out of there. Wow. Right? Yeah. Because that's the reality of, of life. As you just said, we take ourselves there and it's been a process. Now, inevitably someone's listening or watching. You didn't get yourself to the place you're in. This is not about a tragedy or a hard moment where nothing you did was wrong and you find yourself in that circumstance. Mm -hmm. We're specifically talking about the people that have chosen to disobey, have disbelief, to doubt to, to such an extent that now they have distanced themselves from yeah. God and the relationship. That, let's clarify that because yeah. someone listening is going, I didn't deserve any of this. It was done to me. We're not talking to those people. Yeah. We're talking to the ones that are like, I am consciously aware that I've decided to deconstruct my faith. Yeah. Okay, take yourself there. But you've chosen that path. Yeah, big time. And so uh, as we continue on, Numbers 14, 21 through 23, none of the men who have seen my glory and my sight that I did in Egypt uh, and in the wilderness and yet have put me to the test shall see the land that I swore to give. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit, man, I like that, different spirit, and has followed me fully, Fully, I will bring into the land in which he went and his descendants shall possess it. A different spirit believes that whatever you face is never bigger than your God. That's yeah. awesome. Bro. Like a total contrast. Yeah. Total good. contrast and a consequence. There's consequences for our decisions when we choose to rebel against God. Mm. Okay. God does not sit there and go, Keep sinning all you want. My forgiveness and grace is just there, you know, for all of it. It's always there and extended to you, but but forgiveness and grace is offered when you repent yeah. of the wrong you're doing. Yeah. You don't keep going back to it and then claiming, I'll get forgiveness and grace from God. You don't get to play that game with God. And there's a lot of people that think that you do, and then they want to claim grace, forgiveness, love, mercy, all these words they know in the scripture, but they don't know the story of God to really see it. And yeah. so they want to blanket it real quick. Yeah. And so you have now a consequence. You don't get to go to the promised land. No. How did the people of Israel end up wandering for 40 years? This is how. Numbers 13 and 14 tells us. Mm. They got to a point where they don't even want Moses as their leader. They want to stone and kill him. They despair. God, they're not just disobeying him. And God says, okay, enough is enough. In his grace and mercy, I'm still going to take care of you for 40 years. He could have just ended it right there. But you're just, you don't get to go into the promised land except for Caleb and Joshua because Caleb has a different, different spirit. I love like, that. That's powerful. That is, man. That is. And a journey that should have taken us so much shorter time frame is now taking them 40 years and so how can that speak into our lives right something that we could have allowed god to do um we could have been able to give up or you know or find freedom in 
now it's become something that has entrapped us, engulfed us, consumed us. Um, and year by year, we don't realize how long this has been taking its course on our lives. And so, but you, you, you went into uh, something that I really loved here. It says, the optimist says the cup is half full. The pessimist says the cup is half empty. The man of faith says God will use what's in the cup to meet my needs or miraculous, miraculously fill it to do so. Yeah, I love that, dude. I found that. I and love I was that. Like, oh, you know, you read some <laughs> things sometimes and you're like, yeah, yeah. Because it's always is the cup half full or half empty. That's yep. the conversation everyone wants to have. Big time. But the man of a different spirit, the, 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 the way that we know about Caleb and Joshua, their heart, just the way they saw the land through the eyes, once again, right? Not blind faith. Yeah. They see it differently. So the man of God says, okay, whatever's in the cup, God's going to use. And if he needs more in the cup to finish it, he'll miraculously do that as well. Like, what if we live that way? Truly live that way. And I can attest to times in my life where I felt that I have just as much as I can be honest and transparent to say, there's been times I've been like the nation of Israel, mumbling, complaining, groaning, where are you, God? You know, so it hasn't been perfection for me, you know, because you're the pastor and you're in ministry, you get this more than the rest of us. Equally both parts. What I'm supposed to do, just like everyone else, is read the story of God in its setting, in its context, in what's taking place, and then say, God, now, now that I know the story, what does this mean for me? Mm. It isn't just, remember, we don't just jump in and go, give me something for me today. Yeah. Oh, God, let me see your story at work. And then let me begin to see when am I more like Israel? When am I more like Caleb? How can I be more like Caleb than like Israel? God, now speak that to me. I, I want people to one day when I'm dead and gone say, Tim had a different spirit. Now we know what we're talking about, the spirit of God yeah. in that, but wouldn't that be just great? Like a great way for people to recognize, man, they just had a different spirit, different spirit. Yeah. I mean, I would say that now, you know, the church, we've got a different spirit out here, man. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's a powerful thing, but grumbling destroys your quality of life and of those around you. Simple as that. I mean, you're just basically not satisfied with how things have gone, which might be be due to your actions or inactions. But grumbling, man, as you can see time and time again with these Israelites, it just really, it, 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 they would take a step forward and, and, and grumbling just seemed to, to take, give them two, three steps back. Yeah. Like it was just not, God just did not appreciate that. And it was just a sign of, of lack of faith and their ability to really trust the process and what God was leading them through. So their repentance wasn't real repentance. Their repentance was a pretext to sin again. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, they. Yeah, I was thinking the other day, like growing up in church, I heard this, this song we sing, count your blessings one mm. by one, you know, and we don't do that. We, we, we count all of the, the hard circumstances one by one right? And then try to unload them all at God. We don't have the right perspective and all this. The, 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 the nation of Israel now, now they get their consequence, right? So it's like when, when you have your kids and you're like, you're grounded, 
You're in timeout. Mm. I'm taking your iPad away. I'm taking video games away. You're getting a spanking, whatever you, like the consequences. And now the kid, what do we do when you're young? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mom and dad. I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. Right? Like that's, that's what you start doing yeah. because that's the response. I now know my consequence. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen again. Please don't give me that consequence. Mm. So they have gotten themselves to a point. You're not entering the promised land. Wow. Right? So this is your consequence for your direct disobedience over and over and over again for coming back. And, and think about this. Israel didn't go into the promised land and see this. They believed the lies of 10 people. So the scriptures say that, that they give a, I think some translations, a wrong report. That word actually means evil. Mm. They give an evil report. We so often believe the lies of the world around us and the culture that we get into a frantic and a, and a tizzy. I mean, you can't turn on the news. You can't scroll through social media without full-blown fear sure. that this is happening. World War III is taking place. This next virus, this, this politician, you know, what's happening with China, all these types of things, and, and live in fear because of what we've heard have been told. And they choose, they have a choice, Israel does, believe Caleb and Joshua or believe these 10. They choose to believe the evil report. So you get your, you get what you ask for. That's so great. now they. Yep, they're mourning now. They're mourning. Yeah. And what they decide is this. We're sorry. <laughs> We're going to battle. Yeah. We're going into the land. We are, we are headed there. We are going into the promised land. Yeah. Just like God had asked, we're going to do this. And this is what Moses says to all the people of Israel. Verse 39, 40, as they mourned greatly, they rose early in the morning and went to the heights of the hill country saying, here we are. We will go up to the place that the Lord has promised. We have sinned. We're sorry. We're, we won't do this again. You can listen to your kids' voices in your head, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. even though you know tomorrow they're going to do the same thing yeah. over. Then Moses responds this way. Do not go up. For the Lord is not among you, mm. lest you be struck down before your enemies. For there the Amalekites and the Canaanites are facing you, and you shall fall by the sword because you have turned back from following the Lord. The Lord will not be with you. Wow. Where did we get in the Man. story? God has been with them the whole time, the whole way through the Exodus, the pillar of cloud by day, the fire by night parting of the Red Sea, the water, the bread from heaven, the quail, the battles. <laughs> He's been with them the whole time, and they get them to a place where Moses says, God's not with you. Mm. God has removed his hand of protection from you. That's the scariest place you could ever yeah. get yourself. Big time. And here we are, and they go to battle. They didn't truly repent. We're sorry. We're just going to go do it now because this is what he told us to do. Right. And, and he says, no, you're going to die. You're going to die by the sword. You're going to lose this battle. You will not win type of a deal. And this, this we see throughout the story of God in the book of revelation. What does he tell the, the, the churches? I will remove my candle, my lampstand from among you, you know, because of what you've done. The prayer, right? The, the, the prayer that, that, that no one knows you're praying as a pastor. God, do not remove your lampstand from this place. God, please do not remove your hand 
from what we're doing here. Don't let me make this so much about me or so much about us or so much about Genesis that we have now thought we've done it in our power and our strength. And you go, okay, you think you did it that way? Keep trying to do it that way. Mm. No, God, I want your hand on this. Therefore, I have to submit under it. Yeah, that's powerful. And to be without God is a scary place. Um, But they're just, the Bible says it, God accepts the broken and repentant hearted, right? They might have been broken, but was there true repentance in their heart? Because a true repentance, I think we talked about this earlier, it's a complete shift. It's a complete shift of, of mind. It's a complete shift of perspective. It's a complete shift of, of, of body language, of, of where I'm just, my approach on every day. It's a shift. And so uh, it's sad. It's sad to see that at the end of it all, um, or where we are now, they're right back into square one, so to say. And it's all because of their grumbling and unbelief, Right. So when you basically, uh, we have the, we have the power to kick God out basically of all of this if we want to through our grumbling and unbelief. You get the open invitation to choose this. It's always been a choice and a whole generation of people don't get to go to the promised land. It affects an entire group, an entire nation. That's crazy. Because of their choices. They're graining, they're, they're mumbling, they're, they're groaning, complaining, whining, despising of God, disobeying God, yeah. wanting a new leader, wanting to kill the leader they have. They've gotten them to a place, as we keep saying, you get what you ask for. Mm. You got yourself to this place, you get what you ask for. Vice versa. If I repent, I get what I ask for, right? Yeah. And tr- saying I'm sorry is like, Step one. And we're like, well, if I just tell God I'm sorry, it's filled with emotion. People cry when they say I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Repentance is standing up and going about face, right? I no longer want to be going the way that I'm going. I am going to turn around. I'm going to make a U-turn and come back to God because my disobedience is taking me to a distance from God I don't want to be. So repentance is not just staying far away from God yelling I'm sorry. It is returning and coming back to him. And, and, and to return back to his way and surrender to that. So yeah. you can get that. If that's what you want, you get what you ask for. It is there waiting for you. Just like if you don't want that and you want to reject that, you will get what you ask mm-hmm. for. So when you enter a battle without the, without the God who will fight for you, you get what you ask for. And so who do you choose to listen to and follow will have a direct impact on where you end up in your life. You had the That's, choice, Israel. You could have listened to, to Caleb and Joshua. Yeah. Obviously to Moses and Aaron. Yeah. And you chose to listen to the evil lies of 10. And therefore, it had a direct impact on you and your children. Yep. Some of them because it was a generation. And so God said, you know, no one during this generation will see the promised land. Man. And you were wow. you were being taken there. But what did God do? He took them to the Living wilderness to chauffeured. test them. Yeah. I'm going to usher you in. Basically. On the way, I'm going to test to see what's in your heart. It's crazy, man. And, he, and, and we found out what was in their heart. So uh, when people are like, why can God do this? Why did he do this to these people? Because yeah. what was in their heart truly showed. If you will listen to my voice, 
you will be my treasured possession out of all the peoples. He flat out told them up front, just listen to my voice. Instead, they listened to the lies of 10. And it had a direct impact on them. Who you choose to listen to will have a direct impact on where you end up in life. We know this, uh, you know, with our kids. We tell them the circles that you hang out with, it's going to impact you. Um, We tell this to adults. You know, when people are having marriage problems, I'm dumbfounded by the amount of people that will surround themselves with ungodly wisdom and advice. Why? Because I'm looking for someone to give me advice for me, for my side of it, for whatever it is. Um, and so inevitably I deal with people all the time. are like, Hey, um, yeah, me and my spouse are thinking about, you know, possibly is this a, we're getting a divorce. And so like, well, what does that mean? Well, a few of my other friends that are divorced, we've been talking. Wow. What did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> like who you listen to will have a direct impact on you. Big time. And we do this all the time. And the nation of Israel, you had a choice. Listen to Caleb and Joshua and Moses and Aaron or the 10 lies. And you chose the other. Yeah. That's how they got there. And so the story resumes next week. Now Joshua is about to take the people in. Yes. And uh, it's Mother's Day. So uh, (laughs) the great part is that there is a female that shows up in the story. That's awesome. And it's going to be awesome to talk about that on Mother's Day and to see how they entered into the promised land with God on their side. Yeah, yeah. Fighting for them. That's good. That's good. Um, uh, Real briefly, tell us, um, or quickly, um, you were with kind of Matt Wilmington. Yeah. You spent some time out there. You were in Virginia for a little while. Uh, He was kind of the one that really helped kind of put a lot of this together. Uh, tell us, or at least yeah. tell us, you know, how so he's, he's a mentor of yeah. mine. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he was a professor at Liberty university. He's uh pastor of family ministries at Thomas Road Baptist church. I've known him my whole life. He was camp speaker, all that kind of stuff. When I was yeah. in middle school, high school, he became, um, my boss, who's the executive pastor at Westridge church in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so just grown up under his tutelage yeah. and his dad, Harold Wilmington, um, just one of the, the, the great Bible scholars of our time wrote a Wilmington's guide to the Bible. So it's in a lot of the, the wow. apps and the computer programs that people buy and they don't even know it. Um, and so it, it's just a well of knowledge, biblical knowledge. And so I always go to him. And so when I have, whenever I'm back home, I get to just grab lunch or coffee and spend time. And we just talk Bible and ministry always have always will. And uh, when we were going to do this adventure, he was the first person I reached out to because I was like, look, we got to teach through the Bible on 52 Sundays. <laughs> I need to know how we could do that best. <laughs> how do we navigate And that? I will tell you in less than 20 minutes, he had already sent me a whole outline. What? And therefore, I think we pretty much have stayed in line. There's been a few that I've tweaked yeah. just because I'm like, I like the nuance of this story or this piece a little bit yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the most part, he's like, here it is. If you want to do it. And, and I don't know if he got some of that from his dad as well. His dad's passed on now. His dad was the first one to ever write a check to support Genesis church. I went into his office. He gave wow. me a thousand dollar check and said, this is the start your ministry. And any of my resources that I have that I've written they're they're here for you to use. And so, 
Um, even when we sat down, Matt was like, hey, I'm taking classes up in DC right now and I'm taking a whole class and course. He's got his doctorate, his master's, all that stuff on Revelation. And I'm going to send you my paper. So he sends me like a 13-page document to look through. So he's just one of those guys. <laughs> so his fingerprint is on this That's and what massive. we're doing. And it's really all my life. That's um, massive. It's, it's been great like that. Wow. Wow. That's a great um, little backstory there. Yes. Wow. So I didn't make this all so up. So good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when people are like, why are we doing it like this? Yeah. I did. But I've been taught, seek wise counsel. Yeah. That's, and I've tried to, and try look to at, model look at how that's life. led. Look, what, look at what that's led. Yeah. You surrounded yourself around people uh, like-minded. Who or, you listen to. Yeah. Has a direct impact. Look at that. What we just said, right? Exactly. And and so I've I've tried to in my life so good, man. Surround myself yep. with godly people, godly voices, godly mentors. And I, I have that for my marriage. I have that for me as a father and different ones for different and I go to them and I just say, Hey, I just wanna wanna sit at your feet and learn. I will say this, and I know we got we're closing up the podcast. His dad came to town one time. I just got to tell this backstory. Dad, worldwide, world renowned. I have, I'm in, oh, I'm in Bethlehem okay. in a library in Israel, and his dad's Wilmington's Guide to the Bible is opened on the table yeah. in like 2004. Oh, yeah. So I'm sending him a picture like, you won't believe I'm in Bethlehem, and your dad's Guide to the Bible is right here. So he comes in, and I'm, I'm just starting to learn a bunch of new stuff. So honestly, I'm getting, I'm getting arrogant. Oh, I think I know some stuff, and I want to challenge him. This is, this is it. So he says, I'll meet you at a coffee house. And so I have this whole idea, like I'm going to challenge him on some scripture that I think may not be the way that I've always thought it is. And I will tell you this, I sat down, he started to speak and I remember the spirit of God literally telling me today, shut up. Mm. Don't ask a single question. Just write. And we got the coffee house around nine. We didn't leave till like two. And I just wrote and listened. And I think the only questions I asked were on what he was telling me. There was no, Hey, let me see if I can banter with you on this. And it was one of the sweetest moments where literally the spirit of God was like, Nope, you are just to absorb as much as you possibly can right here, wow. right now, sit at his feet and soak this in. Wow. And, and I, I learned so much that this oh, was man. awesome. That's amazing. I love to hear stories like that on yep. how just really a lot of things come together, not only for people's lives, but uh, just, again, what we're doing this entire year. Um, but man, what, a, what an awesome podcast. Really, really thankful for this one. Um, episode 19, guys. So thankful that you guys were able to be a part of it. If you are on Spotify and iTunes, give us a follow. Uh, share it. We want to be able to reach as many people as we can through the never-ending story, which is the Bible, and really bring in some more insight and in-depth uh, perspective into Scripture. Uh, and also, too, a lot of our social media um, platforms, youtube.com backslash at Post Sunday Podcast. You can check us out there if you need to watch us, if that's your area of uh, preference. And uh, Instagram as well, Post Sunday Podcast, and on TikTok, too postsunday.podcast. So I know it's a lot there, but we really, truly appreciate everything, uh, the support. Keep bringing it. Keep commenting. Keep giving us thumbs up. Uh, when you do, like Pastor said, get on YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button as well as uh, the notification bell there, and that'll let you know when we are when when we're ready for you. When we got something ready and hot. So thank you again for all the support, guys. We uh, can't wait to be with you guys next week as we continue the never-ending story. Grace and peace.
Thanks for listening to the Post Sunday Podcast, presented by Genesis Church. A place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Genesis Church Orlando and at Post Sunday Podcast. Till next time, grace and peace to all of you.